Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, this is Hashem, Shalom Bayesh, Shir number 367. Um, it's important to know that our intimate physical relationship in a marriage changes over time, and that in the early years of marriage, it's a lot driven by a physical desire, which is a healthy thing, a normal thing, an appropriate thing, a kadosh thing, a holy thing. It connects a husband and a wife. But as one ages, the physical drive diminishes. And after 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of marriage, the physical desire is not the same. And it's not something to mourn. It's not something to get upset over. It's not something to um, feel bad about. It's part of life, like every part of life. And the good news is, is if that the marriage is developed properly, then the bond of love even if the physical uh, desires are less, the bond of love is deeper, is purer. It's driven by a true love, a yearning for connection. And it brings a couple very, very close. That's what Hashem wants. And as we'll discuss, it's very important, even as the physical desires are less, to nevertheless make a strong effort to connect physically with one another and do everything they can to keep that spark, the physical intimate spark alive, no matter how long they are married. And in the highs and lows of marriage, physical intimacy can heal relationships. It's actually healing. When a couple uh, sometimes in their relationship, they have a wonderful relationship, but there's always a falling out. Uh, one one of the husband or wife makes the thoughtless comment, the other one snaps back, and they're both hurt, they're both humiliated, they're both angry, and all of a sudden they, they're not lovers anymore, they're not friends, they're miles apart, and it's scary how distant they could become in such a short period of time with even a minor incidence. But what we need to understand, and which is a good thing, is, is that to understand this idea, we're vulnerable, we all have needs, we all make mistakes. It's impossible that your husband or wife knows everything about you, and feelings will be hurt, and it's normal part of the process of being two different human beings. But the myla is, sometimes you people are so um, broken when they get into this bump, and they say, how will we ever get to the path of forgiveness and how will we ever connect again? And the good news is, is that you can. You can move th- past these strong feelings and you can repair the rift and that will make your connection even stronger. And one of these tools is physical intimacy. And that applies even as you age and even as physical desire is diminished, even after 20, 30, 40 years of marriage, physical intimacy is a tool to heal. It is, it is not to be discounted that because what happens is, is let's say even after you ask Mechila from one another and you're short each other, it won't happen again and you're going to move past it. You could have those conversations, but when you have physical intimacy after that, that brings the complete healing. That brings the hischachis of that love. So the key really is, is not to discount in a marriage, no matter how long you're married, and even if your physical intimate desire is not the same like it was when in you, you were 20 years old, to have that spark, to do it anyway, 
to connect physically because that creates a tremendous healing. Because the myla of marriage is, is that even though a comment and a hurtful thing could drive them very far apart, they could come back a lot quicker. That's also a chiddush, which is very good news. They could come back a lot quicker than any other relationship. If you were hurt by a sibling or whatever it is, it'll take more time to heal and to come back together. With a husband and wife, the negative part is that with a word or, or, or insensitive comment, they could really drift apart very quickly, very easily. But the good news is, is that when they want to repair it and they work towards each other, there's no other relationship that they could come back so quickly. The comeback is extremely quick. Never feel a yish, a rift is so distant. No. When you have that emotional mechila of one another and wanting to build, and that physical intimacy, which again cannot be discounted because it's a powerful tool. It's, it's one tool. There's many other tools, but this is a tool that connects the two. And then Robert C. Schaefer in his book talks about touch. The concept of touch, not necessarily sexual touch, but the touching, because you see here he brings down from the Sipornoi, that he brings down by when he wanted to, when Yaakov, um, with Menashe Ephraim, he brought them to him, by Yishak Lahem, by Yechabek Lahem. He kissed and hugged them. And we said before, this is not Stam, a story of a, of a grandfather kissing his Eneklach. The Sephorne says a deep word on this. On, and by the way, just telling you about the Sephorne itself, I remember Rav David Kviyat Zeich he wrote the Sefer Sukkot David on, on many Mesechtes and Shas, and on the Torah, bunch, bunch of volumes, beautiful Svarim. And he, one of his favorite mefarshim, I once asked him openly, and he said the Sfarnai is very, very short sometimes words, but it has deep, deep, unbelievable insights in them. So the Sfarnai on Vayichishak Lehem, Vayichabik Lehem, that Yaakov kissed and hugged Ephraim and Menashe, it says, Kedeshed Tidbak Nafshoi Bahem, this is so his soul should feel attached to them, V'tochel Alehem Berchasai, and that the, his blessing should rest on them. These are very short seven words of the Siparnai that are extremely deep. The idea being here is that the, the, the chibuk, the nishuk, the hugging and the kissing that Yaakov did brought them closer. Because Yaakov, when he wanted to make the bracha, he wanted to do it with as much kavan as possible. So he first kissed them and hugged them so that she should love them through these physical acts even more and increase the effect of his bracha. So the Sephardi is saying that his hugging and kissing them was so that he should love them more, which is the, usually the other way around, right? We normally think that if I love them more, then I'll hug and kiss them more, right? If the internal feeling came comes first. But very often, as the Sephardi teaches us here, Yisaid, that's in Chazal, the outside actions awaken the inner actions because feelings are hard to control. Actions are more easily controlled and it influences the way we feel. Our actions influence the way we feel. So when you hug your child, it's an expression of love, but it's not just an expression of your inner love, it increases your love. So Yaakov Avinu coined to Tzipornoi, of course, he already loved the Ephraim and Menashe, but the hugging and kissing them caused his feelings to grow. 
And it's not just limited to hugging and kissing or holding hands and things like that. Touch is a very important part between a husband and wife that builds their relationship. And I know when a husband is young and sometimes he's worried about Zara Lavatala when he feels there's going to be a closeness in physical touch when the sexual intimacy is not available to him and it's difficult, but it's really important for every husband, even when they're young, especially as they get older, to really work on this non-sexual touch, or even if it's sexually connotated in a certain way, to be able to have that yechilis, to hug, to kiss, to hold hands, to put your arm around your wife without worrying about Zerolavatala and working on that. It's very important. This is a, a scientific thing also. It, uh, the hugging creates uh, uh, the pituitary gland to secrete hormones that um, develop the sense of attachment and physical touch brings a couple close together and they need to do this on an ongoing basis the touching itself affects the way you feel about your husband and your wife the way you speak to them the way you look at them he says that you could be sitting on the couch talking with one another, but it's so different if you're holding hands. If you're on the couch and you're holding each other's hands, it's hard to be angry, or when your arm is around her shoulder and you're talking affectionately, it's much easier to connect. It changes your mood for the better, and it changes the way you think about each other and look at each other. It reminds you that you have a unique relationship, and it makes you feel loved, and it makes you feel attached. Now, it's hard to do this we talked about this before, when a couple has children, young children, older children, so there's different hashkafas on physical touch in the presence of children. We're not going to get into that now. But it's even if it's more challenging, it should not be neglected. Every opportunity possible to be able to have that physical touch with one another, even if there's children, to figure out a way to connect with that physical touch. They need that energy. Husbands and wives need that infusion of energy and love and bonding that comes through physical touch, especially in our dar, where we're overburdened, where we're harried, where we're running from achrayas to achrayas. And to keep the passionate relationship going, we need to be intentional about it, and touching certainly helps. Any form of physical contact, holding hands, I'm here, hugging and kissing, and here is a yesoid that he says, and I want to, I'm going to repeat it. Anything that's usur, anything that's forbidden when the wife is a nida is significant and should be used when she's not a nida. Remember that. That's a rule. Anything that's usur when a wife is a nida is significant and should be used when she's not a nida. So when they assert things of our chakas, they assert certain particular activities because they will get too close and they're not permitted to each other physically. So they made our chakas, right? They can't touch and so on and so forth. So that obviously means that in permitted times, these touches bring, bring, bring them closer. Even a touch in the arm or an arm around the shoulder shows that your relationship is unique. And what normally is something that you remove yourself in the Nida period is a chiv and is encouraged 
when she's in the Tara period. Again, animals, even the swans, penguins, they're bonded for life. But us human beings, we gave us Bechira, and therefore we need to do extra work. Not, they don't have work to do. It's in their nature. We have work to do if we want our marriages to be strong and close and bonded. All these tools is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in us is holy. The initial infatuation is holy. The romance, not the way Hollywood calls romance, but real romance is holy, is Kaddish. Respect, attraction, appreciation, friendship, physical intimacy. And now what we're talking about now, which is touch, all of them are methods to contain, to, to maintain a true ahava. And it ends up being enoy tali bedavar. So remember that. You know, we normally think you learn in Perkei that some loves are connected to something physical, so when the physical thing leaves, the, the love leaves. And, and, but, but, but one needs to know. Over here, it's very different. You need all these tali bedavar things, quote-unquote. The infatuation, the romance, the respect, the, the, all these things to get to the point of, of getting into an ene tali bedavar. So it's very, very important to understand that. Another thing that we're going to talk about, besides the power of touch that he talks about, is the attraction between a husband and a wife and the need for attraction. He brings down a very interesting reverence in Schaefer. He said that, uh, you know, he went to uh, the Yeshiva Chafetz Chaim, the Rosh Yeshiva followed a Messiah from the altar from Slobodka, which is Nas and Tzvi Finkel, Zechat Tzadik Lavracha, and that Musser, um, um, a movement in that particular Slobodka approach was Godless Adam, the greatness of man. The Rosh Hashiva felt that there should be mirrors in the Yeshiva dorm, Bacharim should make themselves presentable. And again, even as of 500 years ago, even though like in the beginning it said, on if, 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 a, if, a, if a, 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 a man looks at a mirror, he's over an Isser, Silvash Gever Simlas Isha, right? You're not allowed to wear the clothing of the opposite gender, and and mirrors was usser at some point because uh, it, it was something used for just women. But already as of 500 years ago, the Ramah brings down other other Paiskim that because it's already Ruggle, that husband, men and women both look at mirrors consistently in the world, there's no Isser of Leisilvash. Now, you may say it could cause mirrors, like, like, like when Moshe was worried about with the women, and he accepted it as a kiyar, could be used in the negative way, could be used in the positive way. And, yeah, and Hashem said they used it in the positive way, and it's beloved to me, and I'm going to take them. Same thing with the men in their mirrors. They always look at themselves in the mirror, and like a peacock, there's something off with them. But in this case, the Altus Rosh Hashiva over there felt they should have mirrors, use it to look appropriate as a bentaira, and to as and and to and and to look presentable. Same thing. Also, he feels very strongly. Any seminary that does not allow mirrors in their dorm, don't send them to such a seminary. It is healthy for a, a, a girl, no matter how young they are, and in their teenage years, even if they're not marriageable uh, marriageable age yet. Certainly, if they are, it's healthy to have mirrors. It's healthy. Not to have mirrors and not to look at appearance for a young woman is unnatural and damaging. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created 
that desire to be attractive as part of the essence of a woman. It's instinctive and it's healthy. The fact that three-year-old girls put on nail polish, dress up in their, they see their the high heels, and it's built into their nature. And 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 that's why you know men can make fun of it. But there are weddings. Yes, they go overboard sometimes with the matching gowns and whatever it is, and so on and so forth. We're not going to get into that now. But there is a healthy aspect of that too. The healthy aspect of it is is when there's a wedding coming up and they need to buy certain clothing to get ready for that wedding, they're thrilled. Even young girls are thrilled. Now, when, 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 when a boy, is, has, he's five, six, ten years old, and, and you're schlepping him to buy a suit for a wedding, he's not thrilled about it. You know, he doesn't really, you know, you have to try to beg him to, 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 to go to the suit store and wear it and whatever it is. By the girl... You know, they say these boys are dumb. They don't know how good it is to look pretty or attractive. And they love it. And that is a healthy, healthy thing. A healthy thing. Just like it's a healthy thing for a man to appreciate a woman's beauty. And I'm talking about, of course, when it's channeled towards their wife only. That's a healthy thing. She has her natural instinct to want to look beautiful. That is also an extremely healthy thing. To want to be attractive is a healthy thing. And for a man, as long as his ego doesn't get in the way, and he wants to use his mirror to look presentable, is a healthy thing. It's a healthy thing, especially if you're doing it for the purpose of enhancing your tzelem, elikim, and your godliness that's within you, and to be mekadoshem shemayim through it, and for your wife. Very important. We always talk about how important it is for their husbands that their wives should look attractive for them. But the other way around is often neglected, but it's equally true that a husband very often needs to work on himself in the way he looks physically to be attractive and presentable towards his wife. That's very, very important. And a tip, generally speaking, when it comes to wanting more physical intimacy or being more um, connected in that way, very often a wife will tell the husband, if you took care of your parents more, if you took showers more often, wear deodorant, change your underwear, all these basic things, and, and watch your weight a little better, whatever it is, then I'll feel more wanting, desiring to be with you physically. And she's not being mean by saying that. She's not being harsh by saying that. She's a loving wife. And she's just being very honest with you. And so it works both ways, you know. That's why it's very, uh, you know, um, disingenuous when you have a, 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 a husband that doesn't really care much about their, their, their appearance and expects their wife to always be in tip-top shape without looking at themselves in the mirror and realize, hey, wait a minute, you know, I, I need to do my part too. So that's very, very important. So this year we talked about the importance of physical touch in a marriage and the importance of attraction in a marriage. And Bez Hashem will continue uh, to discuss these things, Bez Hashem, in the upcoming Shiurim. Bracha and Atzlacha.